Welcome to Axios Pro Rata, where we take just 10 minutes to get you smarter on the collision of tech, business, and politics. Sponsored by Silicon Valley Bank, Ideas Bank here. I'm Dan Mac. On today's show, why 8chan just showed up in an IPO filing and President Trump's next real estate play. But first, fears of a global recession. So at the beginning of 2018, the big global business and economic story was synchronized growth, or this idea that the world's 10 largest economies were all getting larger at the same time. It was an extraordinary moment, driven in part by government spending and also relative peace, not really war anywhere. But now the picture appears to have reversed itself. Three of Europe's four largest economies are heading toward recession. So is Japan. China's growth is at its slowest pace in decades. U.S. growth slowed last quarter. And as you've likely heard by now, the yield curve just inverted, something a technical mark that has preceded every single recession here for the past 70 years. So why now? Why the change? Well, pick your economic poison. All of that government spending had to slow eventually, as did tax cut sugar highs here in the U.S. The trade wars obviously are not, as President Trump once suggested, good and easy to win. And rising nationalism elsewhere has created its own subtler trade challenges. Oh, and the tools that central banks traditionally use to fight recessions, namely lowering rates, it's been made more difficult by the fact that by historical standards, rates are already pretty low. They're even negative in some countries. The old adage is that when America sneezes, the whole world gets a cold. But sometimes, and we might be seeing this now, it can work in reverse. In 15 seconds, we'll go deeper with Axios Markets editor Dion Rabowin. But first, this. Have a great idea for a startup? Silicon Valley Bank wants to help you make it a reality. With more than 35 years of experience, they understand the challenges of the startup journey and have created banking and financial solutions to help founders every step of the way. Silicon Valley Bank. Ideas. Bank here. Visit svb.com forward slash next to learn more. We're joined now by Axios Markets Editor Dion Rabowin. You wrote in your newsletter this morning specifically about Germany. Why should people in the U.S. particularly care about what happens with the German economy? The thing about the German economy, it's not particularly important just in and of itself. What's important is what it says about what's happening in the world. And Germany is kind of a bellwether for what's happening with all the export-driven economies of the world. It's one of the biggest. It's actually more of its economy relies on trade and exporting than even China's economy, which people tend to think of when they think of an export economy. So Germany is basically slipping into recession right now. Their economy actually contracted in the second quarter. And that's mainly because of the trade war. So even though they're not directly involved in the trade war, it's hitting them so much in terms of their trade globally and particularly their trade with China, their economy is actually starting to go into a recession. Explain that to me because a layman's argument would be, well, if China and the U.S., if trade between the two has slowed because of the tariff war going back and forth, then China and German in trade and arguably U.S. and German trade should expand, right? In theory, yes. But what happens is it's a basic matter of supply and demand. So if the Chinese aren't getting the same amount of trade going with the U.S., and they're slowing down, that's hitting everyone. So you're getting a slowdown in demand from the Chinese consumer, which means they have less demand for everything. And that's kind of where you're seeing what you're seeing happen around the world to countries, not just U.S. and China, but all kinds of countries that are impacted by trade. We're right now in a manufacturing recession in the U.S. It's a small part of the economy, but it's an important sector in terms of how much the U.S. deals with the rest of the world. When you say we're in a manufacturing recession, is that a new thing, kind of new 
to the trade war? Because obviously, U.S. manufacturing as a whole has been generally on the decline for quite some time. It has. But what you're seeing is six straight months of declining manufacturing reports. So literally, when I say we're in a recession, I don't mean like I think we'll be in a recession. Like it's a declared recession as in two straight quarters of declining growth. That's declining from year over year. So normally, as we saw this kind of steady moved down in manufacturing over the past decade or so, you would see the numbers kind of move up, move down, and it was a downward trend. That's continuing. It's just accelerating down. And you're seeing the industry actually contract here in the U.S., and you're seeing that basically around the world. Slowly, um, the indicators are turning from the industry is growing or staying stable to it's outright declining. You talked about the, kind of those two consecutive quarters, and that is the traditional definition of recession, right? Two consecutive quarters of decline. And that goes for the overall economy, too. We saw a decline in U.S. GDP between Q1 and Q2. What are expectations right now for Q3? Because in theory, if Q3 is lower than Q2, recession. Theoretically, but again, and this is a thing that economists actually debate, and I don't want to have that debate with you today um, <laughs> because we have much more important things to talk about. But in theory, if you're looking at a quarter over quarter, if, if you declare a recession from quarter over quarter, it's got to be a decline in the overall economy. So even if we go from, you know, we went from 3.1 in the first quarter to 2.1 in the second quarter, and then let's say we go to 1.9 in the third, that wouldn't be a recession because, again, we're still growing year over year, and you still have have an increase from where you were. So some economists will say it can only be a recession if it's a year-over-year, if it's two year-over-year declines. Some economists say it can be quarter-over-quarter, but you're still seeing growth in the U.S. no matter what. Germany is actually, their economy is contracting. It's getting smaller outright. And you're seeing that, you saw that in the last quarter, in the second quarter, and you actually saw that in the, I think it was the fourth quarter of 2018 as well. I would have to say, I think there's a bunch of people running around Iowa, New Hampshire right now who might disagree with you on that come a couple months from now. But Dan, you know, we've seen massive volatility in the stock market, right? We had a very bad June. We had a very good July. And then August has been lousy, including, you know, the worst actually two, the two worst daily drops of the year for both the S&P 500 and the Dow in terms of both percentage and points. Should folks look at what's happening in the stock market and extrapolate that to the broader economy from your perspective? Yes and no, right? I always say, and other people always say, the stock market is not the economy and the economy is not the stock market. But the stock market is kind of a representation of how business feels. So if business is confident, the stock market is going up. If business is not confident, stock market is going down. And when the stock market starts to go down consistently and considerably, it's a sign that things are very bad. So you take it with a grain of salt, but at the same time, it is a sign that there is considerable worry about what's happening in the economy and what's happening particularly with the trade war. So there is a, a segment of Wall Street right now that's very worried, that sees what's happening, that thinks, oh man, it's time for us to, to move out of stocks and we've got to really get into safe assets. We've seen this actually all year, funds moving out of risky assets like stocks, like oil, commodities, things like that, moving into basically savings accounts, these money market funds, moving into bonds. And that's why you're seeing all these negative yielding bonds around the world because people are like, I don't care that this thing has no yield. I don't care that literally I have to pay 
to be in these bonds. I would rather be here than in something like stocks. So that's been happening, and it's been a consistent theme all year. What's new right now is just the volatility and people selling really strong, really hard on individual days. And that'll be interesting to watch because the other thing you also have is a lot of people on Wall Street who are very confident that, hey, you know what, the fundamentals are good. Look at U.S. retail sales, which just had a blowout number. Look at the unemployment rate. We can't be in a recession right now, so let's buy all the dips. Anytime the stock market goes down, got to buy. So those two factors are really battling each other right now in the market. Dion, final thing, uh, let me ask you what no journalist ever wants to answer. Are you a bull or a bear? In a year from now, when there's a presidential debate between a Democrat and Donald Trump, are they going to be discussing the U.S. recession as an agreed upon thing? Oh, man. Um, I have no comment on that, Dan. Uh, You know, I just report the news is what I like to say. So you're a flip a coin. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really like to say I'm a bull or a bear. I just, you know, I see there's a lot of bad stuff right now. But at the same time, there is also good stuff. So I can understand being a bull or a bear. Uh, I think if you dig into the numbers, there is enough gunk right now in the engine that is the economy to cause a problem, but the car is still running. Dion Rabot, an editor of Axios Markets. You can sign up at signup.axios.com. Thank you so much for joining. My final two right after this. With Silicon Valley Bank, you'll get a banking and financial services partner committed to seeing you through the ups, the downs, and the I'm weighing over my head moments. There are also scalable solutions that fit each important stage of the startup journey. Visit svb.com forward slash next to learn more. Now it's time for my final two. And first up is 8chan, the toxic, racist, misogynistic online message board where the El Paso shooter posted his anti-Mexican manifesto. So we did an entire episode about 8chan last week, shortly after which it went offline and it's still offline in no small part because it could no longer use the services of a company called Cloudflare, which is this networking infrastructure play that to some extent runs the internet. Anyway, Cloudflare filed for its IPO yesterday and makes two mentions in there of 8chan, plus of a neo-Nazi website called The Daily Stormer, which Cloudflare had previously booted after Charlottesville. Basically, the company tells prospective investors that it lost certain customers over the years because it worked with these toxic sites. But at the same time, it also lost certain customers after stopping work with them, moves that apparently some folks viewed as akin to censorship. And finally this morning, President Trump made his bones as a real estate developer and now seems he's got some interest in returning to his roots, but with a governmental spin. The Wall Street Journal reports that Trump has repeatedly, during dinners and passing conversations, expressed interest in the U.S. buying Greenland. Yes, Greenland, the autonomous Danish territory with a population of about 60,000 people, tons of natural resources, and key geographic value to the U.S. military. Greenland's foreign ministry, for its part, this morning said, quote, we're open for business, not for sale. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And to my producer, Tim Shovers, have a great national roller coaster day. And we'll be back on Monday with another Pro Rata podcast.